Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with Paul Worth and Eric Norton, the original Fat Packs. <laughs> Find out what uh, what they've been up to and what they're uh, doing these days. But first, thanks sponsors, Top Community Upper Deck, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, as well as ComC.com, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions. I have been looking forward to doing this. Like some of the other episodes that I've done, I would really prefer to do them in person, but we can't. Paul, uh, Eric has been to the show. Eric, welcome. And Paul, special welcome to you. You're in Waxahachie now, which is uh, almost an hour away. Yes, and, uh, again, in, in simpler times, uh, you guys would be up here. We'd be sharing lunch and uh, you know, recording a podcast in person. So Paul, welcome to the show. Tell us about what you've been up to for my listeners and all those Fat Packs listeners out there as well. Um, man, it's been a crazy time, you know, going through this COVID thing. Um, it's changed, you know, after I, after I left, um, Beckett, I guess it's been almost two years now, I opened up my own shop in Waxahachie and it, that comes with its own challenges. Um, and then we run into this, uh, this epidemic that we're going through and that's been crazy, but, um, I think it's just come out. I mean, it's all about, you know, for me, it's been all about this embracing what we're doing right now, doing these zoom calls and this live stuff and, and really taking the hobby and the business to the internet. It's made a huge difference for a lot of things. So that's really what's been keeping me busy since, um, you know, since I left Beckett and the fat packs and, and, um, yeah, just, just hustling every day and grinding every day. Did you have a dream to start your own shop and, and the, the advantage that you had a couple of years ago, even I mean, it's never too late and it's never too early, but, uh, you were able to kind of see that, uh, a physical LCS, as well as some breaking presence was, was a good mix. So do you feel like you got in at the right time? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, as far as, I mean, I've done, I worked in a card shop from 98 to 04 back in the day. I've done cards since I was nine. Most people that listen to me know that kind of, that whole story. Um, but I think the only thing about now is it's a great time to be in cards. The only thing that I've run into is I know everybody in the industry. It's just very hard to still get product, no matter how many people, you know, you know what I mean? Like, because I hadn't been spending any money with these people. I didn't have established accounts. I had established relationships. There's a huge difference between a relationship and actually having an account. So those are things that I learned quickly <laughs> going so, out on my own. Did that mean you were not able to go direct? You had to go to some of these distributors or? Did yeah, you I've, had to to use, I've had to use some distributors and I've had to try to piggyback some of these other guys that I know in the industry just to be able to get enough product to, to do breaking. But I think right now as, as a card shop owner, if you're not doing anything online, you're not breaking and you're not having sales online or doing auctions or something. I don't, I don't know how you're making it these days. Like I just thankful that I was able to embrace that part of it. Um, part of the industry, honestly. Um, but you know, and I know, I know eventually that I'll be able to get those, those accounts and, um, you know, it'll just be that much better when that happens. So what about uh, your mix? Are you, uh, I mean, pre COVID, you know, where was your mix 50, 50 for in, uh, in person versus, uh, digital? No, I mean, I think, the, I think the digital was always, you know, it was probably 75, 25, and now it's more like 90, 10, you know, um, and just, we're just starting now just to even get people to come back into the store, you know, um, I mean, the state of Wax, I mean, well, the state of Wax but the Wax were allowed to be open and functional, um, but, you know, it scared off a few people from actually coming in, but, you know, when you're sitting at home on your sofa in your man cave, you know, um, it's kind of your time, you know, you turn on the, and you know, everybody has access to a phone, so it makes that, that part of it makes it pretty easy, you know, to, to still stay in touch with people. When you were at Beckett Media, what other stuff were you doing besides the podcast? I was doing football pricing mostly. I started out as basketball pricing. Um, then I moved to football. And then right when I was right when I was do, moving, doing that move uh, was when Eric and I kind of jumped on the, the podcast and, uh, and, and we kicked Eric out, you know, he didn't like talk. About <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's uh, you and Eric, Eric's on the, on, uh, on here too. And Eric uh, had a, a different background, different route to being uh, at, at uh... Eric, you still doing hockey? Or are you... uh, I'm, I'm training. I'm training my replacement to do hockey. Uh, with, with you know, with COVID, it's not the easiest to train somebody remotely. Remotely, but, 
Oh, not all that. <laughs> not all that sport, especially. But uh, so I'm training somebody to take over hockey for me, and uh, so I'm still doing. I'm still doing hockey and still doing all my other duties as well. Yeah. So that makes three full time jobs within uh, Beckett Media, I guess. Uh, one of the things interesting to me is I, you know, note that y'all are good friends and and did some similar things, but the way you got there was pretty different. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul, you have the more classic uh, track of getting to. Uh, Beckett Media and being a, a price guide analyst from working in the card shop and being a more of a card geek, whereas uh, Eric was not as much of a collector and yet uh, wound up in in a, in a similar seat. In fact, a, a pretty tough seat because hockey is mm-hmm. challenging yeah, because that's a whole world unto itself. I mean, I did hockey until I hired people and it was it, it takes a lot of time because you're just not getting the full coverage in um, in, in this part of the country. Uh, football, though, if you're doing football, Paul, that that had to be a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, who doesn't like who doesn't like football? I mean, between the fantasy football and just it's year round now and the NFL network, it was pretty easy. It's pretty easy to keep up football, period. So as far as doing the cards, that was that was a blast. So without a doubt. Without what are you missing? I mean, do you miss fat packs more than you miss some of the other uh, analytical stuff? Or are you more of a people? Oh, I mean, 100 percent. I mean, I'm a numbers guy through and through all, all my careers that I've had. I've either it's always been on some kind of accounting thing, loan officer or something numbers. So I'm a huge numbers dude. But I think the, the most thing I miss about Beckett would probably be. At 100% the podcast is probably the number one thing. Um, and the other one is probably um, just some of the inside jokes that we had and some of the, the camaraderie that we had with uh, with Brian, you know, getting him to shut his door every day because we would annoy him about something or whatever, you know, just some of the <laughs> just some of the fun stuff we would do in the office. Um, that's the part I kind of miss a little bit. But, I, you know, being able to go to the national now and not have to work at the national and being able to function as a, you know, doing what I would like to do at the national is a lot of fun. It's, it's very hard. Those are hard trips for me, you know, to go to that. Cause I, it's just ingrained in me to, to want to go look around and buy stuff and do all that stuff, you know? Um, but you know, it's a, uh, it's good. I like it where I am. Um, I wish I could still do a podcast of some sort. I just haven't found that next, that next step on that, that level yet to find something to do. So one day. Eric, when, uh, is that your experience at the nationals? I mean, were you feeling like you had to do what you had to do instead of what you wanted to do? Um, to an extent, yes, sir. It's, uh, you know, I want, I want to be out looking around and, and seeing stuff and getting show content ideas and stuff like that. And really with, with it, whether it be national or, or, or the expo up in Toronto, or even, you know, going back to Chicago for the, the, one of the, the fanatics thing, it was always, it was always work first. And, uh, I'm sure both, both Paul and even you, Jim could probably speak to this as, you know, as soon as you get a free moment, you think, Oh, I'm going to get out of here. So the next person comes up and has a question. So <laughs> it doesn't, it, it, even if, if, it, if it's a moment, it's a fleeting moment. It's not, it's not going to last long. <laughs> Very true. Well, I've always said it. it's, it's, it's the better problem to have that you're in demand and the people are passionate and you know, I, I love the hobby and it's good. It's, you know, a lot of the people that left Beckett media over the years, uh, I, I would say a pretty high percentage of them, uh, like you, Paul, kind of stayed in the industry and kind oh, yeah. of parlayed some of that intense uh, knowledge and background into uh, a, a different way to to support yourself and and um, and so that's 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 really good. What uh, what do you, what what? Uh, how come you got? Uh, how did Eric? Were you doing fat packs and then Paul came in to replace Derek or what? Essentially, that's so. Before it was labeled fat packs. Um, it was Beckett Radio, and Derek and I were doing yeah. it, and it had almost ground to a just a just a just a halt. It was basically when he when Derek had time to figure out how to do it because he was the one running the board, running the production, and everything like that. And uh, when Derek left to go to grading, uh, I I just I basically volunteered Paul that he was going to be doing it from that point forward, and uh, made, I said, "Hey, you're going to come do this with me." And we sat down and recorded episode one or two with he and I, and it was, it was still Beckett radio. And then one day at lunch, 
Paul and I were like, we came up with the fat packs. So I don't, I don't remember the exact conversation, but we came up with the fat packs at, at Buffalo Wild Wings. I remember that. We're looking in the mirror, I think, is what it was. Is that what it was? <laughs> and uh, our, our chemistry was uh, really great and really fun. I'm like, yeah, fat packs works. It's funny. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a pun. It's a play on words. It, it works with what we're doing. So uh, we went back to, to the office, immediately rebranded it as the fat packs in, uh, you know, 300 episodes, 360 episodes later. That's what it was. Yeah, that was cool. One of my favorites. And uh, what, uh, let's see. So you were friends first and then better friends after you worked together? Because some people, when they work together, they become not better friends. No, let me tell you the first time I ever met Eric, okay? This, this will sum it up for you. So I'm on my third interview with Beckett, okay? And Brian's walking me around the office just kind of like, hey, this is Matt. Hey, this is, you know, just kind of going through the people. I get over to, to Eric's cubicle, and the first thing he says, he turns around and goes, Brian, dude, if you keep hiring people like this guy, we're going to have a, the building's going to start leaning to this side or something like that. So that was like the first thing Eric ever said to me was like, we were going to cause an earthquake or something on that side of the building. So um, it was pretty funny. I laughed, he laughed. And then pretty much from there, I didn't even know his name at that point. So he's already making fun of me. So it was good. <laughs> but no, but it was good. Cause I, you know, I'm almost the same way. I would probably say the same thing to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I saw him the first time. So yeah, it just kind of worked out from there. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always wanted to be on the, I mean, I like the radio. I've always listened to the radio. I like doing stuff like that. So when he said, Hey, why don't you come on here and talk? I said, okay. So, I started talking and that was it. <laughs> what what do you it. think you brought to it? And what, 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 what is the, what are you good at that uh, Eric's not good at and vice versa? I think for me, I think, and I think Eric can attest to this too. I think the just the, the little tiny card knowledge stuff, like knowing, you know, the little quirks about little inserts and little errors and variations and sets that and all that little, like the little, the geeky stuff, you know, like all that kind of stuff is the kind of the part that I know. Um, and Eric definitely brings the more like the, the organization, the better questions and interviews, you know, setting all that stuff up. Like that was his whole gimmick, you know, and I kind of brought the, what I hope was the, the card knowledge just to some extent. And then some of the, just the punchlines, you know, <laughs> I like being the punchline guy. So, but, um, you know, I think, but I think between the two of us that we were so, we were different enough to where it really worked. You know, we weren't both trying to like, Oh no, in 87, it was this. And he's like, no, no, in 87, it was, you know what I mean? We just kind of, we kind of, we knew where each other, we knew which, which lanes each other of us were traveling in and we just stayed in them and it, and it just worked out. It could be worse. You could be doing it with Rich Klein, like I am, and oh. uh, the answer man there. Uh, you know, I just got to be prepared to be enlightened occasionally. But uh, yes. Eric, what's your what's your take on uh, that question? It's I would echo what Paul just said. Um, he was he was by far above any greater any greater uh, co-host I ever had. He was he was the card guy, and I knew that if I had a question about a card or uh you know a series or a set or when this happened or paul is, is he's almost an encyclopedia of that stuff so that was easy to call upon him and, and, and have him get it right the first time um whereas you know other guys i might take them a couple times to get it and on my side i would like paul said i was the organizer i, I booked every pod, i booked every guest I, I came up with a list of questions i uh you know did all the social media and all that stuff all all i needed paul to do every week honestly was just sit there and look pretty and answer the question and, and that's I, what I went what 50, 50. Uh, uh, you guys, I mean, I don't know about you, Paul, Eric, you probably do, but I mean, do you guys listen to a lot of the podcasts in the industry? And if so, what's not being talked about that should be talking, talked about from y- y'all's perspective of being leading podcasters? Is there something that's going unsaid that for the good of the hobby ought to be talked about? I don't, I don't know if it's something going unsaid. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't a podcaster at all until I started, you know, doing the fat packs with Eric and, you know, I've, I've tried to listen to a few of the ones that are in the hobby and that, you know, I'm not going to throw anybody on the bus or mention any names or anything, but a lot of it is just such misinformation, you know, it's, um, and everybody, I know everybody has an opinion, everybody has a thought, but man, some of that stuff is just so whacked out and just so misinformed. And, you know, you want to comment on it like, Hey, that's not right. Or, Hey, why don't, you know, it's probably like this, not like, you know what I mean? All this stuff. But then, you know, then you just open yourself up to having some big Twitter battle or some Facebook battle. So you just kind of let it go. But I just think it's a, it's a, it's kind of sad. Um, 
that there's not more attention to detail and more stuff. It's 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 almost become a little TMZ ish if that's a if that's a word you know where they just kind of like fabricate stuff and whatnot. I'm talking about hype, but I'm just talking about just misinformation. Like people are talking about, you know, this card's worth this amount of money or this card because of this and this and this and, you know, grade with this company, don't grade with this company, the value's here, the value's there. And then if you really go down and do the research, they have really no idea what they're talking about at the end of the day. So I just, I stick to the numbers. I stick to what I see as far as sales and, and charts and stuff that I put together. And some of the stuff that people are getting are just, you know, I've heard, if I've heard one or two people say like, you know, oh, it's okay. You should still buy those rookie debut cards. You know, don't buy the flagship rookies. The debut cards will be worth just as much. And you hear that all the time. And you're just going, just look at the numbers. They're worth a tenth of what a, you know the flagship rookies are worth. So that just that part of it just kind of irritates me. And I think that that kind of turns me off to listening to a lot of that stuff and and, and being in the forums and stuff like that. So um, when it comes to things now, I kind of stay in my own lane. I have a couple of Facebook groups and uh, that I run myself. And then I just there's a couple of them that I participate in, and that's that's about it. I try to stay out of that level. One, um, once they find out you worked at Beckett, they think that. You know, one, you can get them black labels on everything. And two, um, you know how to get a black label. And uh, <laughs> so I try to keep a, a lower profile on some of that stuff, but I just don't get involved. It's just a, it's just a shame. I just wish they were more responsible with the, the stuff they're putting out there. Well, I appreciate what uh, your your uh, your service in the industry and uh, that you're you're still going on. We're out of time today, but to have been with Paul Worth and Eric Norton, the original Fat Packs, who uh, have or each. Well, we'll, well, we'll have to come back and uh, talk a little more, guys. But uh, in the meantime, thanks, listeners. Uh, some good words of wisdom from Paul and Eric. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode. All right, thank, thank you. Thank you, sir.